Welcome to the Emerging Women Podcast, where we hear from brilliant women leaders creating big change in the world. I'm your host, Chantal Pirat, and today my guest is my longtime friend, Dara McKinley. Before we start our conversation with today's guest, I want to make sure that you know how to get more support from Emerging Women. If you head over to EmergingWomen.com, you'll find some amazing resources, including a free trial of our membership community. This is the place to learn from trailblazing thought leaders, industry experts, coaches, and mentors, all focused on helping you live the truth of who you are. You'll be joining a group of amazing women like you who want change for themselves and the world. And I personally lead our monthly Circle Up video calls where we all come together to work through our edges in leadership and life. Don't go it alone, sisters. Check out EmergingWomen.com and sign up for your free trial today. Dara is a thought leader in the divine feminine. She's an entrepreneur and a modern spiritual guide in the art of forgiveness. She holds a graduate degree from Naropa University in Boulder and formerly ran a successful private counseling practice. Twelve years ago, Dara suffered a painful betrayal by a female business partner that left her questioning herself. She asked the Divine Mother for answers and received an answer that simply said, forgive. At first she was reluctant, but she began to research the art of forgiveness. She subsequently developed a practice of forgiveness that allowed her to reclaim her personal power and ultimately get over the hold that this incident had on her. And she says that we all can learn how to forgive. Today, Dara is the author of a dogma-free online course called How to Forgive. She defines forgiveness as a spiritual experience that heals betrayal. What's more, she says mastering the art of forgiveness is key to unlocking your divine feminine power. So, do you have something or someone to forgive? Are you carrying a grudge? Are you stuck in obsessive thinking? Are you fantasizing about revenge or payback, wishing that the past was different? Not forgiving may actually be holding you back if you feel emotional pain, anger, shame, guilt, resentment, bitterness, that sense of betrayal, you're feeling personally limited, fearful, the need to numb out or stuff down painful feelings, or just general resistance to what is. Oprah defines forgiveness as giving up the hope that the past could have been any different. It's accepting the past for what it was, what it is, and using this moment and this time to help yourself move forward. In today's podcast, Dara and I talk about one of the most challenging opportunities, self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness goes way beyond having compassion for oneself. It is, in essence, a clearing out of what is holding us back, an act of surrender and letting go of that which does not serve us. Self-forgiveness is an all-powerful gateway to personal power. It takes openness, it takes empathy, vulnerability, receptivity, and an intimacy with ourselves. All inherently feminine strengths. The truth is, we all have someone or something to forgive, perhaps even ourselves. It's not just about forgiveness, it's about healing ourselves, about letting go 
and about healing others and the planet, and creating a future where empathy, vulnerability, and true feminine strength reign supreme. It's all part of the Emerging Women ethos, so let's jump right into this fascinating conversation and reclaim our own emotional freedom. Welcome to Forgiveness and Feminine Power with my dear friend, Dara McKinley. everybody out there in Emerging Women podcast land. I am so happy to be here with you today with our guest who happens to be a very good friend of mine. She's a thought leader and an entrepreneur and very well steeped in the area of forgiveness. Both self-forgiveness and forgiving others seems to be a gateway to personal empowerment, being able to truly let go and to experience such deep transformation that we're all longing for. I also think that we're going to find out other reasons for forgiveness in both work and life. Please welcome here, Dara McKinley. Hi. Hi. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be talking about this topic with you because it's something that I feel like I know in my life has held me back. And I have seen it even deeply in the corporate world from people's personal lives to their careers, holding on to things that we could probably let go of with the right techniques and processes and viewpoints really keep us back. And it's not just women, although I do feel that what I'm seeing is a lot of self-forgiveness work for women, but forgiveness of all kinds for all people is such a powerful practice. So I'm I'm happy to personally learn, personally learn the magic. Awesome. So when you, um, this has always been something interesting to me since we first started talking about working together. And I had sort of one concept of what it meant to forgive. And maybe somebody has wronged me. I think I, I told you that I had that in my brain. And as you were expanding the definition of forgiveness and what it could be used for, I was wondering like, okay, well, how do I know when I have something to forgive or if this practice would help me in this area? So let's start there so we can just all get on the same baseline. Okay. Yeah. Well, first I define forgiveness as a spiritual experience that heals betrayal. Mm -hmm. And so some indicators that you may have something in your life that could use forgiveness are the obvious ones, which are chronic anger, chronic resentment, Mm -hmm. um, chronic shame, guilt. Um, And then there's some not so obvious ones, Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, being very judgmental of others, being very judgmental of yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, insomnia that kind of has you worried in the middle of the night. Some people have insomnia and they're totally calm, but some people have insomnia because they're anxious. So chronic Mm -hmm. anxiety Mm -hmm. is another one. But I also say there's just the wince test. Like, is there something in your life that when people bring it up or when you think about it, that just makes you wince inside? Um, That's a strong indicator that you may have something in your life that could benefit from forgiveness. Um, So, yeah. I love that. So we're forgiving not just people, 
right? So we'd be forgiving ourselves. Or I remember when I was starting Emerging Women, it was so stressful, especially with doing the event. And I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, like I would put my hands on my head or, you know, definitely wins factor is a light way of putting it, um, feeling that anxiety. But I didn't necessarily have somebody to forgive. So how would I apply it in that regard? Well, you could apply it in the sense of um, forgiving the aspect of yourself that maybe gives you a hard time. So, yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But some people, so you're kind of talking about like a general feeling that came over you upon embarking with the business. Yeah. Some people have like very specific things that went down in their lives. Yeah that they they would like to forgive themselves for so there's there's both there's kind of a a general like maybe an ongoing personality trait that you've had Mm -hmm. forever or a specific incident Mm -hmm. i say you can forgive anything and Mm -hmm. because it's rooted in unconditional love and unconditional Mm -hmm. love is unconditional yeah (laughs) yeah you can truly go after anything well that's what intrigues me about this because when I was stuck in the eye of somebody to forgive, I think that I, it just felt so narrow. But when I think about, oh, okay, I was having stress around this and, and applying forgiveness to a situation or even like the thinking that I have around a, a situation is it just really opens it up. And I'm excited about that because, you know, as entrepreneurs or as women, who are really working towards change in our own lives and collectively, we need all the tools we can get. And this feels like potent. So, yeah. So I love that. I love well, that. Well, foundational, you know, you, I yeah. think, you know, I'm out to help people understand that forgiveness is, it's not a tool. It's foundational because yeah. the path to our becoming the path to the feminine rise is going to involve loss and failure. You know, I've been watching it for 12 years. No one's exempt. Like, there's going to be lows. And some of us will just blow past those lows and recover easily. And some of us will really need something, need an intervention to, like, help get us back on our feet about it all. And the beauty of it all is is, uh, even though that intervention can, you initially might be like, oh, gosh, you know, I need help. Like, I'm so weak. Mm -hmm. the transformational process of forgiveness leaves you in such a stronger place than you mm. ever could have imagined. So it really does. Um, it, uh, to me, it's foundational to personal power. Got it. Okay, great. Thanks for the clarification. Okay. So tell us about your story and how you came into forgiveness as work that you felt that you were the right person to be hosting on this planet. <laughs> so, um, so in my early 30s, I'll tell you my betrayal story, like the, the story that brought me to the land. Ooh, betrayal, <laughs> betrayal. <laughs> betrayal, okay. yes. So um, in my early 30s, I had an idea for a business, mm-hmm. but I had zero business experience. Mm-hmm. But I found some business partners and it was such a great idea. And in our you know, pure enthusiasm for the idea. We launched forward, no business plan and no legal parameters around the partnership. We just like bursted forth with like, let's make this happen. And we did. And it was very successful and it was a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. But a few years in, things began to sour between me and one of the partners. And we were able to recover from it and, you know, and function within the business for another few years. 
Mm-hmm. And then one day, totally out of the blue, I was pushed out of the business. And because there were no legal parameters set around the partnership, like that was it. Like I was out. Mm-hmm. And so initially I was like, okay, I'm going to take the high road here. I have a ton of my life to be grateful for. I have a ton of awesome goals in front of me, that relationship, you know, I kind of just really tried to turn lemons into lemonade. Um, But about six months in, whenever someone mentioned it to me or whenever I thought about it, Mm -hmm. I would feel an undeniable uh, knot of anger in like the pit of my stomach. I know. Oh my God. So you came up with the idea, you found a partner and then this person pushed you out or somehow you, you know, Okay. Yeah, totally. And you know what, though, quite honestly, for all anyone out there listening and watching, um, I actually now know that's a really common thing that oh, happens yeah, with definitely. partnerships. Yeah, yeah. So you're not alone. They're <laughs> tricky. They're marriages. Yes, they're marriages. Exactly. Right? So, um, and it, so, uh, I joke around that I can't, you know, was dragged to forgiveness, kicking and screaming. <laughs> like a toddler like I I I uh first I hung out with that anger for three long years wow and then I had this very dark night of the soul and truly the universe sent me the message to forgive and it was so clear and so strong that I thought, okay, you know, I can research this at least. And mm-hmm. so I started researching it and uh, there's a ton out there about it. And I, some people describe themselves as spiritual, but not religious. I describe myself as super spiritual, but not religious, <laughs> but my spirituality needs to be practical. Like I really need it to walk its talk. So there's so much out there about forgiveness, but a lot of it, I just couldn't, you know, it wasn't practical enough for me. But as I was studying and studying, I started to come across little nuggets that I thought, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And hmm, that could be helpful. So I started to piece something together that I thought I could try. And I did. And three weeks later, my anger and resentment after stewing in it for three years were gone. And, and I was impressed. But I did not, you know, initially when I got the message to forgive, it completely annoyed me. I did not want forgiveness to be the answer uh, to my problems because I had zero desire to let this woman off the hook. (laughs) Okay. We're getting a little bit more here. She's a woman. Um, Anyway, we don't need to know the details. But so I just want to know, like, how much did this grip you? Like. Give us like a little idea of like, what, what does that mean that you were stewing in your anger for three years? Well, you know, let me uh, answer that one through the word betrayal. So I've heard the word betrayal my entire life, right? Yeah. One life to live, general hospital. <laughs> totally, like betrayal is kind of a, you know, triggery to kind of, it seems extreme. It seems like a dramatic word. Right? It is, there's some drama there, yes. Okay. And then when I became a private practice uh, therapist, I definitely heard the word, you know, more often. And when I would hear it, I would think, okay, what happened to this person has really affected them. And, and, you know, but it was still very conceptual. Like I still didn't really get the gravity of the word. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know when I thought to actually look up the definition, but it was definitely in that three-year period when I was struggling, where yeah. I just had the idea like, gosh, let me look up the definition of betrayal. 
And the definition is uh, when someone or something you trusted fails you. And that's typically, you know, or often without notice. And when I read those words, (laughs) I was like, oh, like, whoa, this is the land of betrayal. Like I am in the land of betrayal. And like, Mm -hmm. I finally like got it, like Mm -hmm. how intense it is. And um, I had a front row seat. Mm -hmm. Got it. Now I use the word betrayal in my course to describe anything that, that uh, would benefit from forgiveness, even if what failed you was yourself. So even if it's a case of self-forgiveness. Right. Like, you know, um, kind of what I was saying when, you know, early when I was anxious about how everything was going to work, I had some failures, you know, especially in the early days. And but no one, it's not like someone was to blame or, but, but that was something that failed me that I trusted because it was my purpose that God gave me, you know, that the seed of desire that was planted by spirit and I'm following it and I'm on purpose and I'm on my path. And then it didn't work out like that's would fit this. So that's cool. That's cool. Okay. So you keep going with your story. So you forgave and it was, I mean, we talking like done, done, or you were on the path to done or. Yeah. So for me, you know, I came up with this, it's a, it's about a four week process. And, uh, and, and for me, I had to kind of be untangled from it. A lot of people think forgiveness or, or kind of preach that forgiveness can happen in just one decision and just a thought that you just need to decide to forgive. And then that's that. And I think that's probably true for some people, mm-hmm. but for me, uh, I felt tangled up in it. So I kind of came up with this four week recipe that untangled me from it. And yeah, I mean, when did that happen? That was in 2012. It's six years. And mm-hmm you know, I still feel completely clear about that. And then quite honestly, as a therapist, you know, I, I went to the Naropa Institute. I have a master's in Buddhist psychology and you would often hear, uh, we were always working on ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and healing ourselves, but yeah. you would often hear people say, gosh, I, you know, I thought I figured that issue out and here it is coming up for me once again you know like a few years later all of a sudden they're like you know I thought I resolved that thing with my mom but here it is once again and you know at the time I just thought okay things keep coming up but now with my understanding of forgiveness I'm like oh wow you know we do need to do that work of that work of therapy of like understanding our how our emotional realm works but then it's like you also need to know how to connect it up spiritually to kind of give you a um, higher standing when it's all said and done. And I kind of feel like looking back on that, that was a missing piece in my uh, graduate work. Got it. So let, let's dig into that a little bit because you've mentioned it a couple of times, this interplay between grounded, practical results and a connection to spirit or, you know, the world of consciousness is another way to say that. So how do these two things come together in your program? Well, the program, um, I believe that we all have, I know, I'm not going to say I believe, (laughs) we all are biologically 
designed for spirituality. Mm -hmm. And some of us have greater access, just like some of us have really strong muscles and can run up mountains. You know, we're all designed differently. And some of us have greater access to that part of ourselves, but we all have it. So the process I designed kind of accesses that part of you and applies it to your unique life circumstances. Mm -hmm. So it's honoring both. Whereas, um, Forgiveness, I think why a lot, I think why it turns a lot of people off is because it's kind of seems like spiritual bypassing, like, Mm -hmm. oh, just forgive, you know, or you just need to forgive, like, just get over it, just let it go, just forgive. Let it go, when you mean spiritual bypassing, you're meaning, oh, I'm going to just take the higher road, yet not totally process the details of what you need to process, is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, And so I created a you know, I intentionally created this process so that it, the spiritual bypassing doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So we're getting into the nitty gritty of the circumstance at the same time, holding universal truths and tapping into a source that is greater than the exactly. circumstance. Exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, sometimes I hear a lot um, the terms forgiveness and compassion used alternatively and I think I might be guilty of that myself and tell us a little bit about what your view is on that and how they're the same and how they might be different yeah so people do use those two words synonymously or they say things like uh compassion is the road to forgiveness or in order to be compassionate you need to forgive Mm -hmm. and they definitely are cousins because they're both functions of the heart but they're significantly different and their difference is uh, really important to understand. Mm-hmm. And that is compassion is the desire to benefit another person based on your ability to empathize with their situation, mm-hmm. whether that be through mentally understanding their plight or you can just have, you have a visceral understanding. You know, some people can just feel the suffering of others, mm-hmm. but that's compassion. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness uh, is a function of universal love and universal love operates even when there's no compassion. So even when there's no understanding and there's no empathy, Hmm. universal love can be accessed and applied. Okay. Stop. Hang on. Let's say this again. So even when there's no universal love, I'm sorry, say it again. You do it. Not me. No understanding. No understanding. And no empathy. Yep. Universal love can be accessed and applied. Okay. And that's why forgiveness is so powerful. Okay. And so, so keep going then. So then, then forgiveness, it feels like more of an action then. Like I don't actually have to feel compassion in order to do it. That's helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Cause you, you know, you want to kill this person or you want to like beat yourself up or yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, let let me talk about the uh, definition of forgiveness. So forgiveness has two, first of all, the biggest, one of the biggest misunderstandings of forgiveness is that it lets people off the hook. And that's another huge obstacle why a lot of people don't do it because they immediately think that's what it is. And it's two mainstream definitions Mm -hmm. are to um, cease feeling anger or to pardon offenses. And both of those definitions are speaking to the result of forgiveness, mm-hmm. not the act of forgiveness. 
So, but if you look at the word directly, forgive, there's a definition right there, and that is to give forth. Mm. And what are you giving forth? You're giving forth that which is greater than you, mm. however you define it, you know, so God, goddess, Buddha, higher power, Allah, you know, whatever you, whatever you resonate with. Um, and so that's one of my uh, big goals with this work is to evolve uh, the definition, create a working definition of forgiveness from pardoning offenses and ceasing anger to forgiveness is a spiritual experience that heals betrayal, mm. that heals when what you trusted fails. Mm-hmm. Hello, lovely listeners. I want to pause for a moment here to make sure that you know how you can get even more access to this type of inspiration and support. Emerging Women has its own membership community where you get teachings from incredible female leaders and coaching support directly from me, as well as other brilliant members within the Emerging Women tribe every month. If you are ready to go deeper into your own leadership and emerging journey, head over to emergingwomen.com for a free trial of our membership community. We've truly designed it as a hub for women like you who want to create change in the world. Don't go it alone, sisters. Head over to emergingwomen.com forward slash membership and start your free trial today. Now, let's get back to our conversation. Does one end up feeling compassion on the other side of that or not necessarily? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think you can, you know, but I think that's, that's dessert. That's <laughs> the, dessert. The main meal, the main meal is um, transforming a difficult situation with universal love. Yeah. Okay. So back to your personal story here. So how did you, so you did the process, you sort of woke up to, oh my gosh, like how many other people in the world need this? Like probably a hundred percent of the people in the world. Um, I mean, yes and no, I did the process and um, I was happy to not be struggling anymore with that. Yeah. But it took a year before I kind of realized that what I had discovered that night um, could be helpful to others. I, uh, I say I'm incapable of a superficial conversation. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. always, I'm always eliciting meaningful conversations with friends. Yeah. And so over the year that, you know, the, after I uh, realized forgiveness, I was talking to people and I realized that most people had some huge mm-hmm. issues in their lives that they felt stuck with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of my friends identified as spiritual, but not religious also, you know, so uh, they all thought that forgiveness sounded great in theory, um, but they needed it to be practical and they needed a practical path. So it was about a year afterwards that I, find, I thought, oh, wow, you know, like what I did that night actually could be really beneficial to some people. And so I decided to teach it. And now with everything that's going on, I'm like, oh, wow, this really could be beneficial <laughs> to a right. lot of people. Definitely. So then, so what happened with the particular situation? You ended uh, your practice. You felt complete. You had, you know, moved forward with your, uh, led with the spirituality or moved forth uh, with the giving. And then 
the anger was released and did you pardon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, I bumped into her, you know, come face to face with her and I, you know, I have felt warmth. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, warmth. Okay, great. Yeah. So that's real relief. Yeah, and then I, after I forgave her, I realized, because um, for me, I really use the wince test. Like, what's making me wince and cringe? Yeah. That's how I know I have something I need to forgive. Um, and so after that happened, I realized something had happened 10 years prior that was that in terms of self-forgiveness, you mm -hmm. know, and I thought, oh, wow, you know, like, let me see if what I, <laughs> I have had to, did with her um, to let it go, I could use for that. And 100% worked and so that's why you know to me forgiveness and self-forgiveness like um this process is a, you know applicable to both let's talk about that when people are using this process do you find that well first of all it never occurred to me when we first started talking about this that the thing i would pick to test the course which i'm in the middle of now would be myself like the first thing I, I spent a lot of time thinking about what out there can I start forgiving? And it, it ended up like I realized, no, I'm going to forgive myself. Like, and then I felt like I had struck gold, like, oh yes, this is the vein that I need to work on. What do you think about that in terms of if, if people were, I, I'm assuming that people may have a list of things to forgive. <laughs> is there any like weight to self-forgiveness first or what's your view on that and what what might be the differences between so I, you know i tell people in the course to make sure they pick whatever bothers them the most to really mm -hmm. go after you know, the thing that bothers them the most um and um yeah you know betrayals are happening all the time like i i joke around that um yeah, I was a therapist and I've studied the divine feminine and I kind of have a whole list of credentials that have led me to this moment. But one of my uh, biggest strengths is that I am a highly sensitive person who loves justice, um, who has a lot of strong opinions and is prone to anger, resentment and petty thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> So it's because, <laughs> because I know the world of unforgiveness, like so vividly, like my relatability factor is pretty high. Like I get it. I get that when you're in that world, forgiveness yeah. seems impossible and kind of, you know, cuckoo. Um, so I just, I think that, um, so in terms of like self-forgiveness and tell me like, what was the, the question again that. Yeah, like what, you know, on the hierarchy, okay, so you, you want to pick the thing that you're, that makes you wince the most. I'm also trying to get like more bang for my buck. And I just feel like focusing on my, like I do so much, I'm, I'm better at this, but I've spent a lot of time in my life, I think, beating myself up, right? And I just feel like the work that I've done through self-compassion, let's say, which is not quite forgiveness. So you're taking me in another direction, which is fabulous. But I just feel like has been the most bang for my buck. You know what I mean? In terms of like transformation and letting go and feeling free and accepting who I am. But, you know, I've also 
not had a huge betrayal. Like, you know, I think people who've had personal traumas, sexual traumas, abuse, things like that might, it might be in a different hierarchy, but I was just curious in terms of trending, you know, you felt differently around self forgiveness as being some place to start. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, from what you've told me about yourself, forgiving the part of yourself that gives you a hard time yeah, could be extremely beneficial because, I mean, it's kind of a waste of your time to give yourself a hard time, right? I mean, it's important to like be discerning, right? But as, as, as far as um, really saying you did it wrong and you made a mistake or whatever this voice inside your head is saying, I mean, you've got things to create. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I mean, that all of us. That's true for, and it's true for all women, especially right now. We've got something huge to create, right? And we have had 5,000 years of nonsense and uh, that has created some thought patterns in our head that don't really serve us, you know? So it's really time to like, so for me right now, healing or forgiveness is just my way through uh, becoming, because becoming, putting yourself out there, stepping forth, saying what your opinions are, starting a blog, starting, you know, public speaking, all of that, right? It's really scary stuff. But if forgiveness has your back, really, then, you know, you're kind of invincible because no matter what, where you trip and fall and stumble, um, you're going to be able to move forward in a really quick way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be a very useful to feminine power. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. Okay. And then the process is the same, whether yeah. it's self-forgiveness or forgiving. Like a couple of nuances that are different in terms of, um, you know, once you get to a certain part, you have to kind of tweak it a little bit, whether it's you're forgiving someone else or forgiving yourself. But yeah, the process mm-hmm. is the same. Yeah. Now, how often are you using this process? You said you, you're somebody prone to petty thoughts and, you know, <laughs> I just love that. Thank you. Just making it normal. You're normalizing it. So like, are you, you know, the process now, I think the course is a week or two, it's actually, I'm sorry, the course is open for seven weeks. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So we are releasing this course in the fall, it may be released again, but right now we're going to release it and it's open for seven weeks. So yeah. tell us how this lays out and then what we can expect at the end on the other side of this. Yeah, so this is not a do it your own pace course. Um, this is a course that you sign up for because you're committing to those dates, you're available on those dates, and you really want to take forgiveness seriously for it's roughly four to seven weeks. The course is open for seven weeks to give people some wiggle room just in case life happens and they do fall behind. Um, But I highly encourage people to really for, uh, it's pretty much four weeks total to kind of uh, mark out that time and focus on forgiveness and keep with the pace of the course. Mm -hmm. So, and it's um, five videos and they arrive on a Sunday and They're only about 20 minutes. I think one is a half hour long and they kind of set you up with a practice for that week. Mm -hmm. And there's rituals, there's supplies that you (laughs) need to organize. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have access to me via email. So I'm kind of your coach throughout that seven weeks um, in case anything comes up, you know, and you have any questions, Um, I'm available, but I'm your main person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. It's a straight shot. It's a straight shot. There's no, there's no like 
you know, the online world can be full of bonus material <laughs> and here's <Yeah>. the soundtrack <laughs> and, you know, a lot of great fun stuff. Like I really distilled this down. Like I really wanted it to be very clear and wanted it to be a straight and practical path. And when it's all said and done, you can call your own that you can really be like, Oh, I got this. I can own this. Like I can move forward. And if some, something else comes up from my past or something happens in my future, I know I can forgive it. And, and, and be a badass about it. Yes. And so, so that was my question. We're on the other side of this course from everything that you've said. And from what I'm feeling, we're done with the issue that we used in the course that we brought forward. And you're encouraging us. Cause I know you, you encouraged me when we go through the course to pick something specific, not just to be like, Oh, I just, want to forgive everything, right? To pick a, a person, a circumstance or a person yeah, yeah, yeah. or, yeah. okay. So then after that, just like you've done that, you've incorporated it into an ongoing practice, right? When something comes up for you, you can, you got kind of go through it and you revert back to the system and then. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's in my back pocket back pocket constantly. Like yeah. when I feel anxious about something, when I'm nervous, when I feel distrusting, like I have this practice that always kind of puts me back in love, puts me in alignment with love. Mm. You know, when I'm about to meet somebody and I, I'm not, you know, sure how our relationship is, if it feels unsteady, you know, like if I'm going to visit the in-laws, <laughs> like I put myself, uh, I do this practice and, and root myself in love. Wow. I just, I think that that is just revolutionary that you're using a forgiveness practice for circumstances that I never would have applied forgiveness to, but it just, it seems I'm so excited about it. I really am. And I love that, that you really, you're really pushing the application on this and um, making us think differently. So cool. yeah. Well, I really appreciate it and I'm excited. I'm in the middle of the course. So I'm excited to get through it. Summertime. And is there anything else that you would like our podcast listeners to know before we sign off? Well, just again, it was such an honor to be here and uh, have this interview with you. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, w I had the privilege of being at Emerging Women in the fall and heard your incredible speech about mm -hmm. the new paradigm. And I just uh, feel like uh, forgiveness is so much a part of creating that new paradigm. And so, you know, I just feel so much in alignment with Emerging Women's mission and that the future is female, but it's not, you know, the future is the feminine evolutionizing, you know, evolving into a new paradigm. And, um, and I just feel like the future is forgiveness, right? Like it's time domination, logical thinking, defensive thinking, like all of that, like that all needs to go. <laughs> that all needs to be a thing of the past. We need to be creative. We need to be forgiving. We need to be intuitive. We need to be intuitive about what our next steps are. Okay. Now you just opened up a can of worms. I can't help it. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, but this is, this happens to us when we kept going, we keep going, but I love that you said that the future is forgiveness. Now, here's a thing. At what point, for instance, in the current administration, which may be challenging for some of our listeners, I might say most of our listeners, but I just don't want to alienate anybody. Are we forgiving the 
nonsense, I love that word nonsense, that we're seeing out there now? Or, I mean, does no, forgiveness no, mean that we're not forgive, taking, Forgiveness you know? doesn't let anything off the hook. And it's right. I, mean, I mean, that's a big perception that I'm changing, <laughs> that forgiveness yeah. doesn't let um, something off the hook. What we're doing, how I think... First of all, I think it's the administration that needs to learn forgiveness more than anybody. Else. Of course. <laughs> but um, in the meantime, the main thing that we're doing is that this administration's infuriating, right? You see a lot of people really angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And anger is unsustainable, and mm-hmm. anger can block us from our intuition. Mm-hmm. Our intuition, our connection to that which is greater than us that has way better information than our minds could drum up. Mm -hmm. So uh, to me, forgiveness in terms of this political situation that we're in right now is about uh, clearing anger out of the way by honoring it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, we're not bypassing it by honoring it so that we um, become greater intuitive forces out in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just think we, we can't, we can't, I know anger is like motivating. A lot of people like really just think um, anger is the fuel. And I definitely think anger is a natural part of the process, but I don't think it's a sustainable fuel. And I kind of think it's more of the same. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, uh, I've been thinking that too. And uh, I think the fuel is empathy and the byproduct is anger when, and it doesn't, uh, always have to be anger, mm-hmm. um, but it, it can be useful. But the, but the fuel is empathy, and mm-hmm. it's empathy on the good side. And sometimes that empathy can drain us, especially if we're highly sensitive individuals like yourself mm-hmm. and like myself. But I think that you know the level of empathy and vulnerability that I was going to say that this practice takes, but again, you really don't even have to have empathy. You can just do the practice is what you're saying. But I think that it builds empathy on the other side. I can already tell that. And um, I, I do feel like empathy is a, is a feminine superpower. So I appreciate anything that can bring us closer to intuition and to empathy without killing us. Right. <laughs> right. That doesn't involve maybe like, you know, three or four years of therapy. And, right. I, and I'm pro therapy. Like I was a therapist. Yeah. Like, I think therapy is great. I just think um, forgiveness is just a little more of a straight shot. Yeah. I like that. You've, you've said that a couple of times. I like the straight shot metaphor and it's you're done on the other side. So um, I think I am going to, after I'm done with my self forgiveness, I might throw in a couple of people from uh, the public sector. (laughs) (laughs) I I, know I researched my, um, I researched, you know, how DNA tests are really popular right now. So I researched my uh, lineage and it's Native American. Actually, the tribe that I'm from is uh, the tribe, the first tribe to meet Columbus when the boats came over. Um, Wow. Yeah. And uh, so I started researching that and it's an incredibly painful thing to research. Like, cause what was written, you know, they didn't have the written word until the, right. the book came over anyway. So, but I wanted to know what happens, but it was too devastating. It was too triggering. So I started a forgiveness process in order to like, I was essentially forgiving Christopher Columbus and these boats 
but it helped, it, it truly did clear the way to help me read the rest of the information because initially it was just too jarring. So anyway, forgiveness is very creative. It can be used in many ways and can be used politically, it can. Fabulous. I yeah. love it. Okay, let's do it. Let's all do it, everybody. Woo! Thank you so much, Dara. Mwah. See you later. Okay, bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this Emerging Women podcast, please subscribe and review it on iTunes and share it with your friends. When you do, it makes a huge difference in spreading this work and building this movement so that women worldwide can access these incredible conversations, tap into their own emergence, and support the rise of women globally. Also, be sure to check out the Emerging Women membership community with live sessions every month hosted by inspiring female leaders and me, founder and CEO of Emerging Women, Chantal Pirat. The membership is a hub of resources and support, full of brilliant emerging women like you who are stepping into their growth and their leadership. You can join for free at EmergingWomen.com. Until next time, may your journey be inspired.